NZ Aerosports, Icarus Canopies, now Gyro. That's right, we've rebranded, and Gyro is our next generation. It honours our founder, as that's the name we knew him by, but Gyro also marks the start of a new chapter. And not to be biased, but it's going to be fucking epic. Long story short, we're more us than ever. So if you're new to the sport, or even a Sky God Ninja Turtle, welcome. I think our valiant leader Lucy, Gyro's daughter, Says it best. And we still got that fuck your attitude. <laughs> Rebrand! Woo! Rebrand woo indeed, Lucy. Anyway, head over to gyro.com for more info and get amongst your legends. I was 19, broke, unemployed, and sold my girlfriend's canopy for drug money. So, I thought I'd better sell her a new one. What a sentence and what a story. This describes the humble yet outrageous beginnings of NZ Aerosports, the home of Icarus Canopies, in the words of our founder himself. From getting a paratrooper toy from his mom, watching parachutes at the DZ as a six-year-old, jumping off the wharf with a parachute made from bedsheets, doing his first jump at 16, sewing his first canopy on a borrowed machine at 19, and starting to sell parachutes out of a garage in 1986, Paul Gyro Martin had an undying love for the sky. Our company started with one man with the wildest of spirits in a true blue sky dream, a renegade. In the time that Gyro created and ran the Icarus Canopies brand until he passed away in 2017, he pushed everything he had to its limits. We miss him and we always will. Gyro is the next generation of NZ Aerosports. It honors our founder, of course, because it was the name we all knew him by, but Gyro the rebrand also marks the start of a new chapter, our next jump. Gyro is the space between sound and silence, art and science, chaos and calm. Gyro is a state of epic tranquility that transcends understanding. That moment, in the door, in free fall, mid-swoop, where nothing but the present exists. A perfect balance of euphoria and thrill. Gyro captures our passion for flying and our commitment to designing break-the-fucking-rules canopies that deliver pilots pure, wild flight. Coming straight from the cockpit, it's another episode of Lunatic Fringe with the fucking pilot. Ready, set, go! Back in the can for another edition of the Lunatic Fringe podcast. And as I like to do quite a lot, I want to hear from all aspects of the sport, uh, the old hacks and the the pros and the beginners as well. So leading into that, tell me, who the fuck are you and what do you do? I am Marshall West. I'm a custom painter. That's what I've been doing for like 20 years or so. Uh, I kind of got into skydiving. uh by accident uh i've surfed i grew up i grew up in northern california mostly um huntington beach i mean uh los gatos uh santa cruz mountains Mm. mountain biking surfing a lot of skateboarding you know and then i moved back down here because my dad lives here in huntington beach and uh i never really thought of skydiving as I, i Honestly, I thought it was boring. I'm like, <laughs> I see these dudes, they're doing formations, and I never really saw it until, like I said, Chris Bryan, what is it, Chris Bryan's, the guy that does the wingsuits? Yeah. He's yeah. gone now. Um, I started seeing some of those in my feed, and, you know, my wife and I, she had asked me a while ago, hey, you want to go on a tandem? And I'm like, fuck that. I don't want to do I mean, like, I don't want to fuck it. Plus, I've always been deathly scared of heights. Mm. Like, I'm very scared of heights. Still to this day, but now I have more of an understanding about it, sort sure. of. It's a weird thing. 
Well, uh, it's it's funny. A lot of skydivers are scared of heights, but I I always say to people that have never jumped that there's fear of heights and there's fear of altitude. I'm not scared of altitude because yeah. it's really fucking far above heights. It's when yeah, I get yeah. <laughs> it's when I get closer to the ground that it starts getting scary. Yeah, the base heights look insane. Yeah, when you start tall seeing ladder. trees that big, you're like, holy shit! You know, yeah, man. It's crazy. Uh, but. I started watching some videos and I kind of started binge watching the team videos, mm. the Friday freakout videos, sure. all the malfunction videos. And I just watched those over and over and over <laughs> and over again. And to be honest, I'm kind of a gear whore. Mm. Uh, I spearfish a lot and I, I like all that technical, especially nowadays, the technology is crazy. Sure. There's so much cool shit, you know, oh, yeah. everything, even in the nineties, I look at the videos from the nineties and see some of the stuff they're using. It's like, Whoa, man, that's like, well, I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, it's a definitely. lot different. Well, you I know, mean, it's kind of, it, it's funny that um, your initial reaction to skydiving was that you thought it might be boring, which <laughs> says volumes to me because it shows how far it's come that it's so mainstream. Regular skydiving is so mainstream that people are like, eh, eh. <laughs> well, no, that's not really why I thought it was boring necessarily. Cause I never watched it on YouTube. I never, it was never in my feeds. I never, I just kind of had a picture in my head. Sure. Of guys jumping out of a plane, that old school stuff, sure. you know? Maybe Travis Pastrana and is doing his stunt or whatever. Right. And then really the wingsuit stuff, which I'm not even interested in doing. Yeah. Because <laughs> now I know what's involved in all that. Sure. And I, I think those guys are absolutely crazy. Uh, I mean, they know what they're doing. It's it's a talent. Sure. Oh, I think they're crazy, too. I fucking love it. I think it's absolutely amazing. But and I've had some of the world's best on the podcast and I've told all of them, I think they're fucking mental, but it's cool. I mean, (laughs) yeah, I just kind of I've seen some spins and things and people trying to get out and then they got like a horseshoe and all this crap. Um, But, you know, I asked my wife, I said, Hey, you want to go on a skydive? And she's like, I told you, I asked you that like five years ago. You didn't, you said it was stupid. Why jump out of a perfect, you know, all the stupid excuses. Oh yeah. And uh, I started looking up places to go. She's like, yeah, let's do it. So I looked up places, obviously Paris came up, uh, Elsinore. And I didn't really do too much research. I'm just like, Elsinore is closer. So we we scheduled i actually since i watched the weather so much uh spearfishing and going on the boats and stuff and surfing everything else uh i'm like i want to go in a day because it was in the winter time Mm. so it gets kind of shitty over there sure and and i'm just like in my head i'm like i want to go in a day that's not super crazy wind and all this stuff so i actually pushed it off a couple weeks to get like that, try to get that, like that perfect day, you know, sure. when it was sunny. Um, and I had a guy, Kyle, I don't know if you know who he is, uh, I, Goldmeyer. I probably wouldn't know names, but I know faces. Yeah. Kyle, I had Kyle and it's funny cause Kyle is like the hardcore guy. Like you, don't fuck around you know right. this is what you're because he sees me coming and he's like oh this guy is a tough guy i think he's fucking whatever <laughs> and i'm like the total opposite i'm like hey dude you tell me what to do i'm gonna sure. listen i i total humble myself i want to learn you know what I mean? sure so and my wife we kind of got in a fight on the way there <laughs> i mean we did get in a fight because i'm like stop being a pussy Cause she's like, what about our children? And we're going to, you know, if I die, then you die. And what if we both die in the same plane? And right. You know, all that shit went through my head plenty of times. And I'm like, you know what? We we're doing it. Right. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> right. And I kind of weighed the risk and I watched so much stuff. And um, so she had Seth and he was total mellow. Like, okay, this is what you're going to do. Blah, 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 blah. My guy's like, Dude, you ready to skydive? We're in kind of fucking with me a little bit. Right, like, right. okay, come on, let's go. 
you read it um and so we get up there and i wasn't really nervous until the door opened sure and that blast of wind comes in and i start seeing people go out <laughs> and then i'm like holy fucking shit you know because i'm looking out like oh this is happening now like there's yep. This is happening because you get like 15 minutes going up, right? And I just remember, I don't remember much, but the initial free fall was so intense because there's two people, you know, you're falling very fast. Mm. And I just remember the acceleration being so fast. It's like it never ended. It was just like, <sighs> and I couldn't breathe right at all. I could not fucking breathe. So I'm holding my breath like I'm free diving. You know, I'm like, the video is the video is not good. Well, <laughs> nobody, like, nobody's first jump video is good. Nobody. Oh, my wife's was fine. She was like, yeah, right. her tits are hanging out. Like, you know, it's like all good. I'm like, yours looks great. My I look like, you know, I'm can't breathe. Sure. And uh, we land. I just could not even believe it. I was like ecstatic. It, it hit me in a way that uh, I think it hits people in two different ways. And I try to explain this to people. Um, you know, you either think it's a ride or you think it's kind of something else. Sure. It's like a, it's like almost like a religious experience. I'm telling you, man. Sure. For me. Um, that's how I felt. Like, I was like, this is kind of something I've been looking for. Sure. Uh, well, I mean, I think you're right. There, there's definitely two schools of thought. I mean, there's a few more ways that people react, but there's a lot of people that do treat it as, as a ride and they don't get yeah. quite what people like you and I do. But for anybody that's become a skydiver, something clicked whether they hated it yeah. and something yeah. clicked or they loved it yeah. and something clicked something fucking changed and it just you know was that burr that got under the saddle and they couldn't shake it whether they signed yeah. up for the course that day or they waited a year to jump again something just got a hold of them and didn't fucking let go and i know from talking to you previously you got started a lot later than a lot of jumpers do. I mean, you, you you got started as a skydiver at 45, 45 with a wife and a kid. So y y things are hitting you a little bit differently than they do when they're 18, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, a lot of things went through my head. And my AFF was not easy. I So afterwards, I'm like, I'm doing this. I kind of made up my mind that I wanted to try it before I even did the tandem. Sure. And uh, I talked to Seth. I said, he's like an old army guy or military guy. He does co contracts and shit like that. I said, hey, man, what what's the best way for me to get into this? Like, how do I do it? Like, AFF, what do I do? He said, go do 10 to 20 minutes in the tunnel. And then sign up for AFF. Mm. And I swear to God, I try to push this on people. Go do some tunnel time. <laughs> sure. Because once I was out of that airplane, after I did, I did 20 minutes of tunnel with an instructor, an actual skydiver teaching me the signals and stuff like that and how to arch. I got in there in that tunnel and I was a mess. Sure. Like I thought, oh, this shit's easy, man. You need to just fucking go in there and you're flying around. No, it's not. <laughs> it, it it was hard for me sure. to, to to initially get kind of the arch down and not be potato chipping and doing all this shit. Um, well, it's once a really, I actually, it's a really unnatural yeah. thing, right? I mean, all of a sudden you're having to. It's weird. You're Especially controlling that speed. Yeah. Well, the, the speed because the air is soggy and then you're controlling limbs that you can't see anymore because you're arching so you can't see your hands and your feet are yeah. back there somewhere doing yeah, God like knows what. <laughs> yeah. It really is strange. And I've I've pushed people with the tunnel as well in that um, tunnel flying and skydiving are two completely different sports in a lot of ways. But what tunnel flying yeah. gives you is a body awareness in the air that you can't get any other way than that or jumping. Yeah, because you either just keep jumping and figure out like that, 
yep. or you know you're kind of got the cheat code a little bit yep oh you and do. once i did that uh I pretty much blew through my AFF because anytime I was unstable or anything, I just fucking went back. Even if I'm on my back, I'm just like, boop, yep. back right to level. I'm fine. I, I spun around coming out of the airplane once and sure, I would just go to the arch and I'm like, oh, this is easy, right? I can always go to the arch position and just and chill. Yeah, man. Trust that arch. Um, so now let me okay. ask you, starting at at 45 with a wife and kids, um, yeah. were you getting shit from the family, uh, your wife or, or outside the family, extended family for starting something like jumping out of airplanes? Shit. Yeah. Were mm -hmm. you? Yeah. Because <laughs> spear fishing is dangerous enough. Yeah, as it is. Yeah. Um, more dangerous. I would say. Yeah. And I've had a lot of friends die within the last three, four years, probably four, maybe actually six people die that I know. Oof. Um, so it it can be very dangerous sure. um and i go alone a lot so <laughs> <laughs> which uh is not really the best thing to do but i i like to say i'm super conservative um but i kind of made it up the money thing was another thing because you know aff is not fucking cheap nope you know it's like it was like 3500 bucks or something yeah because i didn't pay for the whole package i did the you pay for each one you pay a little bit more sure um i did it like that because i wasn't going to just blow 3500 bucks you know i'm like what if i don't what if i get to level five and i say fuck it i don't like it you know what i'm saying right um and but i dove head in i I bought an altimeter right away. Uh, LB, the, the Ares 2, I got that right away, like before I even started. I'm like, hey, can I use this? They're like, what if you don't like it? <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to like it. <laughs> I ordered my helmet. I got a, a Tonefly helmet. Like, I ordered that shit right away right. because I knew it was going to come, you know, take like months and months and months uh after i think my third jump uh coach jump whatever or the third level uh i ordered a container and a whole rig through uh aerodyne <laughs> you're ready um, to go yeah i'm like because my body size is so messed up like uh nothing fits me right and it's just a little bit i just don't like it sure when i buy the gear i want it to work and be functional Otherwise, it's going to bug the crap out of me. Sure. And I I figured, hey, if I need to sell this thing, I can sell it like instantly because the lead times are so insane. Yeah. Um, but the thing that really screwed me was it was I think it was in November I started. I have my logbook. I can show you. But it's like that the weather during that time was when we were getting tons of rain. Mm. So I would have to wait probably two weeks in between jumps. Oof, that can make it tough. And I would wait around all day to do one jump. And then I would have to drive an hour back to Huntington and then freak out again for another two weeks thinking about, fuck, 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 I got to. You know, because it builds up on you. You're like, oh, that was amazing. And then you start thinking about it again. Oh, yeah. And uh, my instructors were very good, uh, but they weren't fucking around. You know, they were like, like, if you don't, you need to go in there and watch this video 25 times. <laughs> you need to come out here in the mock-up. You need to do that 25 times. Get on the creeper. Do that 25 times. And then show me, and if you don't get that right, you're going to start all over again. And if you miss anything on the <laughs> jump, I'm going to fucking fail you. And I was like, God damn it, man. This is fucking intense. <laughs> um, so that was the really the that because once I got to solos, I didn't fail any levels. I, you know, I did well, uh, mostly because of the tunnel. Uh, sure. Because a, a couple people that I was with were just on their back spinning, doing all kinds of shit. Uh, but they didn't do a tunnel. And one of the guys was a, uh, a speed paraglider. Wow. 
And uh, he, I mean, obviously he could find it, fly a canopy, but flying his body was a completely different thing. You sure. Know? Well, I mean, the, the and, courses can definitely get intense and they, they can, they can bring out whatever weaknesses you've got really quickly, but oh, also, yeah. you know, you're saying you're waiting a week or two in between jumps. So the fear is building up and oh, you yeah. said, you, it's you right got, back. Sure. Well, and you said you were getting shit uh, outside of jumping for getting started in it. I mean, I'd imagine starting at 45, you must have had family going, what is this, a fucking midlife crisis? What is this shit? Well, you know, it kind of is in a way, but my whole thing, this is how I looked at it. Like I was saying, uh, you know, I was hitting the gym very hard. Uh, I'm a big cardio guy. Uh, I've always mountain biked really hard. I, I like that feeling of just pushing your body cardio wise and just everything so i i just kind of dove back into that and i'm like you know what and i told my wife i'm like you know what i don't want to be the old dad at the fucking (laughs) you know school coming to pick up my daughter i won't and and if i go in if something happens you know what i mean like i want my daughter to look at and say my dad did what he could to be a badass sure and he lived his fucking life not sure. some dude that's you know what i'm saying like oh yeah a lot of people now i think uh even some of my friends they just kind of let life pass by and they're like oh i'm 45 you know it's pretty much over right well i mean like, i think i think 2020 <laughs> was a big wake up for a lot of people because a lot of people are like oh shit this is like I haven't done a goddamn thing and now I'm not even allowed to leave the house. So that kicked a lot of people in the ass. And for me, I continue on with that stuff because I see what happens when people don't do this kind of stuff and shit, I'm 10 years older than you. And I intend to be a kid right up until they put me in the ground. You know? <laughs> so it's, <laughs> you know, that's the I motivation. Think it, I think it keeps you alive, right? I mean, sure. it kind of keeps your brain working. Uh, and I'm hoping that's going to happen for me. You know, I, I like to think I jump conservative. Um, everybody says that, I guess. Um, but I, I want to jump for a while. I want to, I want to preserve my lifestyle of skydiving Sure. and not get hurt. I want to try to not get hurt and I'm not in a hurry to really, you know, do anything crazy, especially with canopy stuff. I like, I have a, I, I'm flying a fucking 190. Sure. And uh, that's what I got a low pack volume 190 that I just bought. Uh, so I got a really small rig so I can free fly. I can do all that stuff easily still. Um, and I, I'm happy with that thing, man. I, I like sure. flying it and I want to fly the living shit. I, so the other thing, I'll tell to like newer jumpers than me, like, especially people that are out of AFF. Uh, I think it's very, very important to take a goddamn canopy course. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, without a doubt. I took flight one at like 31 jumps. Yeah. I had, uh, I had Jason Maletsky on uh, who of course is one of the founders of flight one. And, and uh, yeah, okay. Um, I mean, he talks about the incredible success of the courses um, not only in how many people that they've had through, but in what it teaches, you know, I mean, it's absolutely invaluable. And back when I started <laughs> the, the only canopy lesson camp canopy coaching that I got was fly that thing till you can do everything with it, <laughs> which is great advice. But it doesn't yeah. really tell you when it's time to step it down uh, between you and I. The only reason that I started downsizing was because back in the day, you could start working in the sport a lot earlier than you're allowed to now. And I was shooting tandem videos when I had less than 100 jumps. But I, know, I, could, I, hear that <laughs> I couldn't beat the tandems to the ground because I was flying an old F-111, 190. And I'd have to, as soon as I was open, bury a toggle just to make it to the ground before the tandem I was filming. So I oh, only wow. downsized out of well, those necessity. were 290s, right? Weren't the um, tandems then like 290s no, or something? No, they were they were bigger than that. 240s, 300s. Um, yeah, okay. massive canopies. 500s. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it was or pardon me 340s yeah just massive massive canopies um and i still couldn't beat him down so i only downsized because i had to otherwise i was on the slow track and and uh in no particular rush yeah and uh actually during my canopy course it's like a, a two-day thing uh and i stayed at elsinore and you know because it's super cheap to stay there and but those two days were the worst days as far as wind people were landing off left and right i mean we didn't even get all our jumps in because it kept going to the limit going to the limit you know so we'd get like maybe four jumps one day and then maybe five the next day and people were getting absolutely wrecked sure uh and at that that time I was on a 210, I think. Mm. Um, I had just down, I just got on a sport rig. I mean, I just just got out of AFF. So I'm on a sport rig, the like a 210. And uh, you know, didn't really know much about it. And a dust devil picked up my canopy after I landed. Pull, and it pulled me into the runway. And <laughs> the caravan was coming and had to fucking do a uh, go around. He was, he had one of his wheels on the runway. <laughs> oh man. And just went, and I'm like, fuck, you know, I didn't know to pull the rears. Sure. I didn't know, you know, to just kind of let it go down. You know, I didn't know. Those, um, those, those boys in Elsinore are well-trained though. So that's good. <laughs> and, and, and that's the other thing. Cause I told Kyle, you know, um, Actually, he told me, he's like, hey, you learn how to fly here. And a lot of military guys train there um, because it's so random the way sure. the wind is, you know, especially like in the in the summertime. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, I want to go jump in the summer. Actually, the summertime is the most dangerous. Mm, dust devils. Because uh, they just dust devils and fucking updrafts and all kinds of shit. You know, it's it's fun, but it is crazy. Sure. And I'm kind of glad that's what happened, you know, because now I'm like, okay, I, I know when to call it quits. You know, I know when to stay on the ground Yep. and I have no problem doing that. You know, when it gets about, I don't know, 15, 16 miles an hour, I'm like, ah, let's just see what everybody else is doing. Yeah, man. And I considered myself real lucky too. And that I started out at skydive Las Vegas, which is still oh, so uh, one of the most thing. challenging drop zones I've ever jumped at consistently it was the most challenging wind wise and dust devil yeah. wise um we had a kid that uh finished aff just a couple of weeks before i did um that actually got caught by a dust devil at about 100 feet uh, and was oh, killed uh, on my favorite oh, rig no less shit. oh yeah, yeah. Wow. man it, they're no joke out there but uh i learned how very quickly uh to land as good flying backwards as i did forward because when you were working, especially at that drop zone, you jumped when the owner said jump. And I, man, oh man, there's something to be said for learning how to jump in that shit, but there's also a lot to be said for not having to do it. So you're saying flying your, the, the headwind is going faster than your forward speed so that you're going like this as oh, yeah. you're elevatoring down. Oh yeah. I've, I've landed a stiletto 135 going backwards almost as fast <laughs> as it flies forward. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's I think the the strongest consistent winds uh, that we were jumping in were well over 30 miles an hour. Um, Holy shit. Oh, yeah. Nasty, yeah, nasty. The only thing that made it possible where we was were that with was... Mike Cock, Mike Cock, Mike. <laughs> That's a good way to <laughs> Is call that really him. his name. Is yeah. that really his fucking um, name? Michael Hawks was his name is his name. But um, it's, it's Mike Hawk. Uh, Hawks, Hawks, but as, still, yeah, as, it sounds as in, like, <laughs> yeah, sounds yeah. Like... Without going into too much detail about working for Holy him, that's pretty shit. much how I felt it should be pronounced. Okay, yeah, I know you didn't like him, so I, yeah, I listen yeah. to all your podcasts. I'm like, ah, you, you weren't a big fan, I guess. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, it was a trial by fire out there, you know, and and I learned a lot, man. I learned a shitload, and there was an incredible crew out there. Um, yeah. that we had a great time and, and did a lot despite who owned the place. Luckily yeah, he doesn't crazy. own that anymore. I have no idea what he's doing. Could care less. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. Um, 
what so get, I wanted to ask getting you getting started in Elsinore. Um, I haven't been to Elsinore in a long time. In fact, the last time I jumped to Elsinore was in '98, so it's been a few oh, years. Really? Oh, yeah, shit. Okay, okay. Been yeah. a few years since I've been out that way, but I hear obviously wonderful things. It's still, you know, one of the places to go, especially in California. So the community walking into it as a 45 year old new student, how did you how did you feel about all that? Well, there's a couple things. I don't drink. And I don't party anymore. So like, I'm like 14 years sober now. Nice. Uh, but it's not like any of that shit bothers me. Like I can sure. easily hang out, but I was so like, especially during AFF, um, you know, normally I just went home after that. I jump, sure. I could be sitting there all day. I jump, go home, you know, I have obligations. So I couldn't, I, I've never really been able to hang out, which sucks. Mm. um just because of those things and plus i don't have my own rig so it's like i gotta deal with all that shit sure uh once i have my rigs come in the middle of november hopefully so after that i'm hoping that i mean i know everybody i i know a lot of people but i don't really get to hang out sure uh because of my family and stuff like that so uh i'm going this this weekend uh to chicks rock it's uh sixth seventh and eighth nice. um, i'm going friday and i'm going sunday um because i can't stay it's just like a whole thing but as far as the community i've never had a problem with that um i'd like to say kyle's kind of taking me under his wing a little bit but i mean i don't know you know sure, it's like sure. uh he's definitely been super tough like uh i think on my third jump he was uh maybe it was my fourth yeah, because it was just him. You know, we're out the plane. He's holding on to me and I'm doing something. And he's like, bam, <laughs> right in my head, like fucking arch, you know, fucking arch. And I'm like, I fucking love that shit. Yeah. You know, like I fucking I like that. I like, hey, man, like this is a serious thing, you know, sure. and I think I hate to think that skydiving is turning into something that's not that. You know, because from what I've heard from you, it seems like since it's so mainstream and there's so many more people, it's like it's like spearfishing is almost exactly the same thing because of YouTube. Uh, I think a lot of people see it on YouTube. They go out and they're experts. Sure. And I never took spearfishing like that because it's a dangerous sport. Sure. Uh, I I went into skydiving. I. I you know, I took in all the information that I could. I mean, I have been since I started. I just podcast everything, Brian Germain's things. I've got all that stuff. I got the sure. Crave thing now. And like, sure. uh, which that stuff helps. But I think a lot of people go into it and don't know what the fuck they're doing because they see it on YouTube and that's it. You sure. know, they think you can land a fucking wingsuit. You know, which I guess you can. Let's say, okay, technically they're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, they are right. Technically, it's, technically it, they're right, right? It has been done once. <laughs> yeah. Well, the I'm thing sure with, plenty of people have landed them, just not yeah, a lot, right. So the uh, um, the thing with skydiving and and the YouTube generation and the social media thing is a lot of people will show up to the drop zone thinking that they've got it all handled, but that's self correcting pretty quickly. You either yeah. uh, end up with the mentality that you have, which is a uh, oh shit. Um, I need to pay attention and learn from these guys or <laughs> yeah. you don't end up a skydiver. You know, it just doesn't happen. And one of the really cool things that I still love is every instructor's kind of got their own way. And it sounds to me like you've got an instructor that was probably quite a bit like me in that when you vibe with a student, I'm going to have no problem if I know how you learn popping you on top of the head and going, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, get yeah. back here and do this with me because they know I'm just trying to, hey, here's a tap on the shoulder, man. It's time to get serious about this. But obviously, different instructors work differently with different students. And so I think there's still a great variety of how people can handle it. And and if somebody yeah. knows that you that you receive that kind of thing well, I think skydiving is the place that you can get that kind of learning environment. 
Yeah, the crazy thing about him, uh, I learned later that he was a smoke jumper and they were jumping square parachutes. <laughs> I'm like, and he's like, he started at Elsinore. He's like, oh, this is fucking, I can land in that fucking little tiny thing here, you know, like, All right. it's almost like a base jump landing area, you know, when you're smoke jumping, I guess. Yeah, um, depending on where they're going for sure. Yeah, and um uh, the other thing I wanted to ask you about, I know you said the pack. I've never flown in a pack. Oh, um that's your, bird, one of your favorite. Yeah, well and, that uh, was that was my first love. That's the first turbine that I ever flew. Uh Ray Farrell, the guy that uh, used to own Skydance Skydiving was the one that kind of helped tweak the design and then bring it to the United States from New Zealand. And so the one that oh. I was trained in was actually the first Pack 750 ever in the United States. Um, actually, correction, the first one is still like 100 miles off the coast because it crashed on the way to the, the United States. Oh, yeah, States. that's right. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I trained in Davis flying that and and uh, had an absolutely amazing time. It's just uh, for a, um, a tandem-oriented operation, I don't think there's a better – plane uh I, personally i like it better than the caravan um it's not particularly fun jumper friendly in, in that it's got a shorter door than the otter oh, yeah, so yeah. people much prefer an otter if they're fun jumping uh i had a lot of fun okay. fun jumping out of it as well but as a a tandem instructor and a jump pilot the pack was a blast so what's up with i flew my favorite is the caravan because it seems so fast mm. and you get up to altitude very fast, at least with the ones from Elsinore. Mm. I guess they've got some whatever that's makes them faster or whatever. Sure. But I flew in the Otter and that thing was slow as shit. Sure. And depends. It took, it, it took forever and it was like I was breathing exhaust the whole time <laughs> <laughs> yeah so and i'm just like what the fuck is this you know the, uh, um the caravan conversions can be really fast especially if they're not uh heavily loaded uh twin otters i've i've flown some ridiculously fast twin otters i've had sub 15 minute turns from wheels to wheels which is an incredibly oh, wow. fast turn in a twin otter but that was a uh, twin otter with brand new dash 34 engines, super lightweight, beefy as just fast as fuck. Um, and yeah. so it, it's a variety, you know, I mean, there's still twin otters out there that are operating with, with tired, smaller engines. Um, it depends obviously if it's hot, if the plane's heavily loaded, but yeah, twin otters aren't necessarily the fastest. They're just a workhorse. And they have two engines because you started talking about that. And I'm like, Oh yeah. 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 There's only one fucking engine on a caravan. <laughs> yeah. You know, and before I want to say five years ago, I would have told you if the engine goes out on a caravan, if you're high enough, all the jumpers are going to be able to get out and you can actually, the glide ratio on a caravan's really good. So you can make it quite a distance. Um, but then at the operation I was flying at, we had a Blackhawk conversion caravan and the engine seized completely um, about 2,300 feet. Yeah. And it did it without the uh, propeller feathered. So that yeah. plane went from 2,300 feet to the ground. And I want to say it was like something like 85 or 90 seconds. Everybody had to stay on board. Luckily, um, real heads up instructor in the back kept everybody in their seats and a really current heads up pilot, um, got it safely landed. But, uh, sketchy you know scary and um so that's that video right the video where they land next to the road no 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 there's no video of this and that particular plane um after it landed caught fire and burned to the ground <laughs> so that oh, plane shit. doesn't that plane doesn't exist anymore now that being said um I, i've had a number of single engine situations in a twin otter and i don't enjoy flying a twin otter on one engine but it's nice yeah, to know yeah, you can yeah. do it if you have to i mean yeah, it's better than nothing, I would assume. It's a lot better. <laughs> it's a lot better. And, and I mean, that all boils down to, you know, pilot training and all that. If you've got a um, a pilot that can handle it well, then single engine or multi-engine, a good pilot's going to, you know, do the job for you. And one of the benefits to drop zones like Elsinore where you're jumping is 
they have great training programs for their pilots and in extremely experienced guys. You know, drop zones like Elsinore and Paris Valley and Chicago and all this draw pilots that want to stay there and fly there. And, and they take good care of them and they train them really well because, I mean, shit gets dangerous. Yeah, that's really the I'm always scared of the takeoff. <laughs> yeah, oh sure, absolutely. And, you know, because I'm like looking down, I'm like, hey, we're at a thousand feet and it still looks like we're on the goddamn ground. Yeah. And you hit the ground anywhere around there. I mean I mean, there's places you could go, but it, it's it's gonna be a very fucking bad day. Oh yeah. And it just looks like shit, you know? So I'm always scared about that. Um, what do you think as far as tandems, do you think there's ever going to be free fly tandems or head downs? Oh, there has in been the future. Um, well, in okay. The I know that, but I mean, as a thing, since no. base jumping is doing tandems, do you think there's ever going to be, I, I don't think so, if only because the equipment's not really designed for it. And being in a head-down orientation with students now, you're you're talking oh, about... Oh, and the drogue sticking out, I guess. Well, so you wouldn't be able to... To, to do free-flying, you can't throw the drogue, right? So yeah. in order to... Um, and I've, I've filmed uh, head-down and sit-flying tandems before when they actually designed um, the... Uh, um, the um, uh, uh, the relative workshop tandem rig and they were using the um, or building the smaller tandem rig. They actually brought it out to skydive cross keys where a bunch of us were working and said, as long mm -hmm. as it's an instructor on the front, you guys can do whatever the hell you want with this rig. We're just kind of beta testing it to see what it can take. And so we're rolling out of the helicopter and sit flying and head down free flying and all this stuff. Wait, was that that stoner rig or whatever it's called? What was no, that no, 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 no. This was the relative workshop, the, the, um, the tandem rig that's now the Sigma, the micro Sigma that's oh, okay. like so... the standard tandem rig. That's when Sigma was coming out, uh, not oh, okay. to, to age myself too much, but, uh, um, <laughs> The thing with, with free flying is you get to those incredible speeds on a tandem and now the smallest movement from a student can do God knows what, you know, it's just too unpredictable. It's just not safe enough. Um, yeah, and tandems are that introduction, right? They're that, Hey, this is what's go do AFF. Yeah. This is <laughs> what's out there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, it's, it's that uh -huh. first taste. And, and I would always tell people I'd have students ask all the time, Hey, can we do flips and do this and do that? And the other thing. And my response would never be to say, yeah, of course we can. It would be, I promise you, none of this is going to be boring. And of course I wouldn't do flips out the door. I wouldn't <laughs> do all that crazy stuff. And of course they were always like, Oh my God, that was fucking incredible. Yes, yeah. Course. They don't even know what, no. what's happening. Yeah. No, no, no absolutely. Um, yeah. So I, thing I kind of, yeah, yeah, please go, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I, uh, I just kind of wanted to get this in there as far as my AFF uh, and new people and tandems and everything else. Um, I, I, I know it's very expensive to do your AFF and or even a tandem. You know, two hundred bucks is two hundred bucks, especially now. Some of sometimes it's two fifty. Yep. Uh, plus the video and all that shit, right? Um. But I made it my mission, even when I had, you know, one through three, I had two instructors. I made sure I tipped the shit out of those guys. Sure. Sure. Um, they are very underappreciated, I think, by a lot of people because people just say, oh, I'm paying all this money. Why should I, you know, tip these people? Um, you know, I pay when I have a packer, I pay 10 bucks a pack job for my rig it's normally seven i pay ten sure uh and i give them a 30 40 tip on top of that um just because i i see these you know i've been in uh like manual labor type shit my whole life mm. and those guys are workhorses and i really feel like if if you're gonna get into the sport make sure you take care of these guys that are just turning these loads like absolute maniacs uh and the guys filling the plane with gas 
Sure. Tip the fucking pilot. <laughs> tip the guy oh. picking you up in the van. Wouldn't that be something if the pilots got tipped? <laughs> yeah, no, I've done that shit. I fucking bring beer. Uh, make sure you bring some beer. I mean, if you if you can't afford to tip somebody, bring some beer and, sure. and do that. Uh, and, you know, I think that's kind of what made me seem like less of an asshole just from my face. You know, <laughs> I think... Cause I think a lot of people, I get, I give them maybe the wrong impression right away. But sure. um, uh, I just get that a lot, you know? So I want to be like, I want to really humble myself and say, Hey, I don't know shit. Sure. You know, just teach me. You're the expert. You tell me what to do. Uh, and that's how I want to learn, you know? Sure. Well, and that's honestly, um, that's a good way to go into a sport like skydiving is knowing that somebody always knows more than you. Um, and it, oh and yeah, to this oh, day, fuck, I'll never know. <laughs> there's people that know so much more than I do. And I, I yeah. think I, I have a pretty good handle on what's going on, but the fact of the matter is I'm still learning every day about the sport. Every person that I yeah. talk to, which is with amazing. the tunnel and shit. It's crazy. Oh dude. I mean, the, don't even get me started on the tunnel. Those fucking guys, fucking man. I, Cause I started out as Bro. a tunnel instructor at flyway right. in Vegas, you know, and <laughs> yeah. you know, cut to walking in the tunnel in Dubai with the rock stars that had been flying there forever and just shaking my head going, this is, I don't even want to fucking get in there. This Man, is you guys got hooked up out there. Yeah. I kind of got in at the the very end of the golden age, but oh, uh, so it uh, wasn't and, really as, Oh no, I had a great time. Don't get me wrong, man. I was very well taken care of, especially when I first got there. I walked around yeah. in a daze going, I get to Holy do what? Shit. Yeah, it was amazing. And still is, you know, I mean, uh, um, they've got an incredible operation out there, but the golden edge. Yeah. There'll never be anything like that in skydiving again, ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That ever. shit is crazy. I hear yeah, some of those stories and it, it's yeah. unbelievable. Um, just one more thing. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of going into, um, obviously I've been doing a lot of belly flying. I only have 70 jumps, but, uh, I've been doing a lot of the Excel courses. Um, and I don't want to talk shit on anybody. Uh, but I'm very, I, I want to learn more free flying. So actually I've been doing a lot of solo jumps, sure. uh, just to do more tracking jumps, more head down jumps. Uh, I did take some coaching for some back flying, um, but I really like head down very fast. And I also want to try to get into speed flying. Sure. Just the like, oh, yeah. Just try to, I love going fast. Um, but obviously, it's, it's very hard to do that unless you're getting a lot of coaching, first sure. of all. Um, which I don't always have the money to do that. Sure. And I wish there was a way because there's an Excel course at, at Elsinore and it's very good. All these guys are very good. Um, and you can't really even start tracking until you have about 200 jumps. Sure. Um, because they keep it very low. I think it's like maybe three max, the leader and then two other people, which is obviously the way to do it. Um, but I wish they would kind of incorporate more of everything at the same time. Like, okay, you're going to be doing belly, but maybe you can get into a different, you know what I'm saying? Like, sure. Well, the, I uh, mean, I guess that's not how you do it, but I, I, I think now that there's so many disciplines and you might end up on your back, you might end up free flying. Every, every rig should be free fly friendly. I think, mm. um, because not, I not having you know, been in an AFF school or or uh, dealt with uh, rental rigs in a very long time, I can't speak to what most operations have. I would assume that most of them are pretty bulletproof, but it depends. Obviously, in smaller operations, that's not going to be the case. And it is it's good that you're you're paying attention and it's incredibly important, especially when you're at the phase that you are, that you know that the gear you're jumping is up to the task you're, you know, putting oh, yeah. towards, you know. Yeah. Um, so For making sure. <laughs> sure that your shit's free fry friendly is 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 a big deal. Um, in regard to kind of branching out, obviously coaching gets pricey, but the cool thing is being where you're at, where you've got both Elsinore and Paris Valley 
you know, relatively within reach, there are so yeah. many people that are going to be roughly at your skill level that you're going to be able to kind of match desires and get just a little bit of coaching that can spread out through that group. And someone else has gotten coaching that you haven't gotten yet, you know, or they learned something that you haven't learned. So you start bouncing off of each other. And next thing you know, you've got that 200 jumps and you're with the group that's doing that. You know, it's, that's the benefit too, is being at those operations is there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be in that area. Yeah, or, there are. There definitely are. Yeah. Or they're going to be people that are well above your experience level that absolutely love taking on younger jumpers. Um, I've had many, I'm sure you've heard on the podcast, many people that just absolutely get off on grabbing the, the young pups and taking them up and, <laughs> and showing them shit. You know, I mean, who doesn't like to be the big fish? Well, if I'm really good at tracking, but I suck at everything else and you suck at tracking, I get to teach you how to track. That's fucking fun. Yeah, man. that's true. I've had it happen a couple times, but I think a lot of it's also my fault because like I said, I, I don't have a rig yet. So sure. I'm still renting. So right now I'm kind of just waiting. So I, sure. I stay current, I stay current enough to not have to redo it. Um, and I think then I'll get to hang out more and kind sure. of talk to more people. You know, I, I know a lot of people, I know everybody's faces, um, but it seems like sometimes fun jumping, it's mostly just, they, they kind of branch off into their little clicks, you know? Sure, sure. You got the swoopers, then you got the, you got the angle flyers, sure. and then you got the fucking free flyers, and I always see them together. Sure. And I mean... I guess it's just an experience thing. You got to just put in the time. I understand that. Um, well, put I in just, the time. And, yeah. and honestly, the other, the other thing is, is just be that guy, be that guy that walks up and is like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> Can I come? Or if I can't come, what, where do I need to get to, to be that guy? And the other advice that I would give, especially because you're doing this on your own and you're kind of splitting time between family and this. Um, yeah. drop zones on the weekends can be incredible places to take the family, even if they're not jumping, you know, you've got a, you say a two-year-old daughter. She just turned three. So, so uh, talk about, uh, an incredible age for her to be sitting on the ground and your wife to be going, that's dad. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's, you know what? I, she probably would like that. Yeah, man. You know? Skydiving has become so much more of a family thing, even when the whole yeah. family doesn't jump. Obviously, your wife's going to kill you if you try and drag her out to the drop zone every weekend if she's not partaking with you. But one <laughs> yeah, weekend yeah. every month or two, and you'd be surprised um, how much more you can focus on that as long as you know your wife and your kid are having fun on the drop zone as well. And you kind of get that social interaction that it sounds like you're not getting quite yet. Yeah, yeah. I get, you know, it's just time. And oh, and the other thing is uh, we're moving uh, uh -oh. to the land. Oh, well, shit. <laughs> wow. If you're moving to the land, that's problem solved. Yeah. I'm like, hey, because we were moving to Florida anyways. We were thinking about it because we can't afford shit here. It's too fucking expensive, man. We sure. can't buy a house. It's just it's just bad. Sure. And we were looking more towards like Fort Lauderdale. And we're like, eh. and I'm like, let me check out the land. I'm like, that's the Mecca of skydiving. And it looks like a rad place. And yeah. I'm looking well, Deltona is kind of where we're looking now. Um it's got trees. It's got the oceans close. Yep. Uh, oh man, I'll I'll give you a list of names so damn it, long, <laughs> bro. That's you know what I. Thank you. I was gonna ask you because we're moving in. Uh, I think April is when we're shooting for it. My wife just got hit and run yesterday. So, oh, um, and my van just got broken into like maybe a week or so ago. Motivation. Uh, yeah, to, dude, hit, Motivation to take I, the next step. Yeah, we're over it. We're just we're we're over it, man. So uh, not to say that Florida is less crazy or anything, but it's all crazy uh, everywhere, man. I've lived all around the we, world now, man. It's nuts everywhere. Yeah, we <laughs> just want to be in a place that's kind of like uh, a little bit more family friendly trees. Sure. Lakes, stuff like that. You know, not so much kind of the city. Sure. Uh, well, and one of the things that you'll you'll hear quite quickly uh, about the land is 
it family is a, a word that fits quite well. I mean, the people that uh, um, are in the land, lots of them have been there for a very long time. They've made it home I for heard a very awesome. long time. Manufacturers, gear reps, yeah. um, the <laughs> yeah. best of the best. Uh, Blue Skies Magazine that I used to write for was based out of the land. Um, it just is life for life, right? Yeah, man, it's it's so you're you're going to a place where you're going to have ample opportunity to meet a ton of people, both more experienced that are happy to mentor and people that are at your level that are wanting to play. So, man, you're on the way to a great place. As a matter of fact, yeah, as we wrap things up, how do people find out about you? How do they get a hold of you? So for the people that are listening from Deland right now that are like, this guy sounds cool. I want to go jump with him. How are they going to get a hold of you? Uh, I guess my email is probably the best thing. It's marshallwest78 at gmail.com. Cool. Um, I'm on Facebook, but I it's just Marshall West. I don't know anything about Facebook, really. So What I'll recommend with uh, Facebook, uh, um, there's a, uh, and I'm sure oh, you've I'm heard. On, uh, I'm on the beginning. I'm yeah, on the, man. Uh, I'm on that. Yeah, yeah. That's the beginner skydiving forum. That's an absolutely I, uh, great uh, site to uh, um, kind of put feelers out as well, especially and if I you're read your book looking. three oh, times nice. so far. I fucking love it. <laughs> nice. It's the best. Anybody out there, go read the fucking book. I need to get the stripper one too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Accidental stripper. The accidental stripper. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The lunatic cringe I, I book mean, is the one you're talking about. That was all blue I, sky. I stuff. really, I don't understand how I didn't hear about you like sooner because it, it you sound like the skydiver that I've always like been meaning to meet. <laughs> that's why, that's why I emailed you. Cause I'm like, this dude sounds fucking real. And he sounds like a nice guy and he's lived a long, a, a lot of cool shit at cross keys and all that shit. Yeah, man. I, I, I was, sound I, rad, dude. I had a really lucky career and, and have met a lot of amazing people. And, and uh, yeah. I, I've said it many times, the coolest thing about me are my friends and the people that I get to hang out with. Because uh, at the end of the day, I'm an average skydiver, an average workhorse, <laughs> and an average jump pilot that's just been in the right place at the right time and and uh, had amazing Perfect experiences. Time. And you're just getting started, man. And the coolest fucking thing about yeah. skydiving is at 45, you're still just getting started. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hope I have a little bit of time left to just learn and have fun. And that's all I want to do. I mean, well, you... I'm so fucking addicted to it. You've got the right mentality and um, that you're not in a, a rush to do anything crazy. You know when to say, yeah, that's not quite for me yet. Um, and, you you know, taking yeah. your time to get into it. So, Matt Marshall, I, I love the fact that we had a chance to sit down and talk. I wish you all the best of luck in the adventure ahead. And and I guarantee you, to land, you're going to you're going <laughs> to love it, man. Really appreciate yeah. it. Hey, I appreciate you having me on, man. You're rad. So it's been fantastic. <laughs> Take care, man. Hi, bro. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Another episode of the Lunatic Fringe Podcast brought to you as always by, well, wait, not as always, actually. Brought to you now by Gyro. Formerly known as NZ Aerosports, you'll head to gyro.com for their next level line of canopies. By Pussfoot, the Extreme Sports Collective. Head over to pussfoot.com to check it out. By Summit Parachute Systems, Check out SummitParachuteSystems.com to talk to Jarrett Martin and the gang about kick-ass pilot rigs, rigging courses, and more. By Flyaway Indoor Skydiving. Go to FlyawayTN.com and check out all the cutting-edge stuff to come. By Pure Spectrum CBD. Head to PureSpectrumCBD.com to check out their wide range of CBD products. And as for us, head to the LunaticFringePodcast.com to listen to any of the hundreds of episodes currently available, hit the link for our YouTube channel, pick up your copy of the Lunatic Fringe book or The Accidental Stripper, and get a sneak peek at upcoming guests. Once again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.